0: Hello, healthcare hospital leaders. What's irking your physicians the most? Okay, what if we break that down by service line? All right, what if we break that down by referral volume, specialty, and other factors? How are they responding to your latest IT initiative? Not sure? Well, surveys might be able to help, but those can be tough to administer and people often hide their real thoughts. But still, no worries because the truth is you might already have a team that focuses on this. Physician liaisons are tasked to maintain relationships with physicians, hopefully driving referrals. Often the buck stops there. Physician outreach teams often struggle getting the leadership's ear, even though they're collecting some of the best information on what physicians want and need. So what would it look like to depend on a physician liaison for valuable strategic intelligence about your physician network? To show us this world, we have Laurel Hopkins, who's the director of physician relations at Seattle Children's. Her work has elevated the physician liaison relationship to the intelligence arm for executives. She'll discuss how this works for healthcare leaders and liaisons after the break. I just wanted to give you an opportunity to say hello.
1: Hello. It's good to meet you, and thank you for having me today.
0: Excellent. Excited to meet you, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just give us some background on your experience and, and your journey here and what's made you hot on this topic.
1: Yeah, so it's interesting because the topic of field intelligence has become all the rage lately, if you will, because we've been in this pandemic.
0: <laughs> <And> yes, <laughs> this yeah.
1: pandemic, but it's really caused caused a disruption in how we approach customers, how we are interacting with customers. But for certain, for everybody's bottom line, we're looking at some statistics. Healthcare systems are losing to the tune of $56 million. That's a lot of money to the bottom line for health systems. And the dirty word is Salesforce. (laughs) Physician liaisons are really out in the field trying to figure out how to position ourselves, our systems within our competitive landscape, which changes tremendously. It's changed tremendously over the last five years, then add this new situation of a pandemic that we're in, and then couple that with the money that's being lost. Our senior leaders and people are getting really worried about what we're going to do next. So... That's kind of the journey of the last 18 months, the last two years. But the thing is, is we've been doing this all along. Gathering field intelligence, understanding how to show up and say, how can we provide you with good patient experience? How can we, referring provider, provide you the best continuum of care for your patients? And we do that through understanding what their needs are, what our competitors are doing, so we know how to do that better. And then the key is gathering that information and then putting it in consumable packages, if you will, Hmm. for specific stakeholders within the organization.
0: That's really powerful when you mention the recent stakeholder interest. You mentioned field intelligence is a hot topic right now, whereas I would have considered it with the intelligence I've seen from business liaison teams. I've always wondered how to bubble that information up into strategic objectives. Mm -hmm. What is this way of packaging that that you're-
1: It's, that's the fun thing about being, you talk about all the energy and being in person right now. It's the fun thing about being face-to-face with my peers again is like, hey, field intelligence, everybody wants, so-and-so leader will come to you and say, I need to know what this customer is doing now. And they don't want to wait three weeks till you say, oh, let me go out and get it. I'll figure it out. I'll ask a few people. They want it now. So there's two things going on there. One, we have to be ready to rock and roll for that particular instance. And then two, as kind of that middle management group, we need to help our senior leaders who are really kind of dealing in this chaos right now, how to help them kind of slow their role and say, you know what, we're gonna do this right. And we're gonna do this in a way that is sustainable for us. So when we talk about how we take that that field intelligence... We've had it forever. And what can we do to package it from from a consumable perspective in terms of consumable for whoever's asking Mm -hmm. for it? So to your question, how do we do that? We do that via having specific reports that we're using. PRMs, CRMs are great tools that we're equipping our teams with right now to be able to collect that data. Mm -hmm. And not only do we collect it, using these types of tools and resources allow us to slice and dice the data to say what needs to be said at a specific time. When we have that data, it does help inform decisions and strategies where we want to show up and how we want to show up.
0: So when it comes to this packaging then... Do you have an example of maybe like a report, or way that you delivered it, or had a, had a team deliver it to a senior leader that you said, "Let's make it consumable"? Mm-hmm. I wonder uh, they're they're asking for this stuff. When, once they consume it, do they start changing their directions?
1: So let's use an example of we have a market that we were we were having some feedback, some ineff- an effect in orthopedics. And all of a sudden, things weren't going the way we'd expected them to within an orthopedic department. And the field intelligence that we'd had sitting there for a few years said there was an adult provider. Again, keep in mind, Seattle Children's, standalone Children's Hospital, there's an adult provider Literally right next door to our facility, that was all of a sudden seeing some sports medicine cases for older adolescent patients. They were seeing scoliosis. These things that we just kind of took for granted that would always just come to a children's provider. And a children's, meaning a pediatric provider. And The field intelligence was that, hey, there's this provider over here that they are referring, our our referral group is referring over to this provider because number one, they can get in. And number two, they don't have the access is much, much easier. So getting in is one thing, but then the whole process of getting in was just much easier. Once we were able to say, this is what's happening in that market and it's affecting us by the variance of this, then we were able to kind of help redeploy in a way that was suitable to address the situation that had happened.
0: So I love hearing the fact that there was a specific challenge and the part that's bothersome is like, hey, we've known this all along and Mm -hmm. we've been trying to say it. It seems like the trust in this data that's already been collected is just now recently kind of bubbling.
1: Exactly. And then we you keep coming back to, and what does that what does that look like? So back to that whole being able to answer that question of consuming the data in a, in a way that is meaningful to the question, how it was asked. Mm-hmm. We've got very, very high level, like it it's archaic, but it works. A big spreadsheet that will have who are those competitors, what the market that they compete in, and all the way across for service lines. And it's literally just an X here. So if somebody's like at a glance, in this market, who's offering what services that actually compete with us. They can look at this and then there's some notes too. They can look at that and say, okay, that's at a glance. Then we have another piece of data that backs up that data. That's basically a SWOT analysis. There are yeah. a couple slides that... And these things, that's the other thing is these are, these are constantly changing. Anytime we get new pieces of information, we're going in and updating these pieces. Then the other thing, so then you've got that. So you've got at a glance, then you've got the 10,000 foot overview, and then if you wanna get really granular, then we go into our PRM, and then we can slice and dice the data, and it can say this provider said this in this market. So however they want to be able to see that, we can package it up. I try and keep it to those three pieces to make it consistent. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing, consistency. You don't want your field intelligence to make it relevant and to have it bubble up. You wanna always have it be relevant, be able to have it consistent. So if you know one service line asks, well, they gave us this data, we can say, yes, we gave orthopedics the same data. It's all from the same data set. So
0: oh, there's that. Yeah, absolutely important is yeah, like no cherry picking. No cherry uh, picking.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got to be the good, the bad and the ugly.
0: Yes. Right. Love it. Love it. Especially if we're open to hearing about the ugly, if the good, the bad and the ugly then it's not just, hey, how do we make ourselves look good and important? It's how do we course correct based on things that might not have worked out as well as we thought.
1: Yeah, and then using those course corrections. Here's the other thing is being able to use those course corrections where we might've missed the mark and learning from that. Is like when the same thing starts to happen in another market, like let's just say, for for example, like what we saw in that one market with the adult provider taking business from older adolescent population, if we can start to see the signs of that, we've used that experience. We're not going to miss the mark next time on that. We're going to know that there's a dip in performance. There's a dip in whatever market metric we're looking at and say, oh, is this the same thing that's happening? Let's go back to our field intelligence to look.
0: Hello, healthcare is brought to you by Actium Health. Healthcare leaders use Actium CRM intelligence to activate patients and drive meaningful engagement. You can make it simple to identify and predict patient needs by using AI-driven next best actions. Learn more at actiumhealth.com. And now back to the show. Has this newfound trust, field intelligence, the questions that you're getting from from leaders, has that had an impact on how when we're training our physician liaison team or, or preparing for physician outreach, has it impacted the types of questions that you go out and seek?
1: It does Ah, that's a, you know, it's a good question. I was going to say yes, but then there's part of me that's like, no, we're just asking because the liaisons really are at the granular level. They're really wanting to make sure that number one, the patients that the referring provider are working with are really going to get the best care. And of course we're liaisons for that organization. So we think our care is the best. So when we hear, no, we didn't refer for that, We've always trained our liaisons to ask why Mm -hmm. and why didn't you, what did we, We know, where did we miss the mark? We understand what, what drivers of choice are for our referring providers from market research that we did. And so if we couple that with field intelligence, it's like then we can figure out how to craft a message, deliver a message that's the right message at the right time to the right people that will ultimately affect our strategy and our growth.
0: Excellent. So it seems like there's a really good process in place already to uh-huh. say, if we're learning something, like if a piece of bad news comes up, we're not bearing it. We're asking why something happened. So I think it's a really powerful way of looking at it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But one thing, one thing that comes to mind, though, I'm wondering, do there tend to be any kind of additional steps or are they now pretty strongly listening to this field of intelligence that you bring to them?
1: They're for sure strongly listening now just because we've been hit with the pandemic. But um, as an only organization, and there's a great consultant firm here called um, Barlow McCarthy. Mm -hmm. Chris, yep, Chris (laughs) Barlow just put out a brand new book about physician relations and the structure. And one of the things that I've taken out of that is there are people in the organization that absolutely get physician relations. There are people that don't. Mm -hmm. And the people that get it are the people who are always gonna listen to you. And those are the people just like in anything you want to champion them to say, you are my partner and you need to help me champion and get this information to the right people at the right time. The thing is, is with physician relations, there's, and we did a a hilarious conversation here just earlier. It's like, I challenge anybody to say which, if they can, what department in a healthcare organization does physician relations not touch? And nobody can think of anything. I mean, nobody could really think of anything because we have that many stakeholders within our organizations. And so it's just getting people, champion those people to help you become that enterprise asset, but then also always delivering credible, relevant, timely, and trustworthy information is the other thing too
0: absolutely love it. Having a champion mm-hmm. is so powerful. Like when it comes to a lot of these challenges around data storytelling that that we're encountering, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like the types of charts that you use or whether or not you're using a powerful BI tool or whatever it's that yeah. Did you have a relationship at that leadership level kind of going one-on-one with somebody? Mm-hmm. And then they're kind of shepherding you into the the rest of where you need to make influence with the team.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Cool. Yeah. I love the foundation of that process and that hopefully... For folks that aren't doing this already and that don't have the executive year on that field of intelligence, hopefully that they're able to Listen to that and, and gather more insights yeah. on what they could be
1: doing. And you know, the other thing is, is that as we're talking about that, it's you need to make sure that you're having a consistent dissemination of information, whether it's on a quarterly basis, whether it's on a monthly basis, weekly basis. At Seattle Children's, we have three, and I think this aside from the champion, this also plays into our into our favor as well. And I think why we've been so successful is we have a physician relations advisory group. That meets on a quarterly basis. Key stakeholders in the organization are in that, in that advisory group. And we talk through field intelligence and how that's shaping and informing how we're moving forward with our strategies. Um, also allows us to get their inputs. Like this is what we're hearing in the field, this is what our competitors are doing. How do you think that you would want us to respond to that? Because this is what we've proven. So that's happening on a high level on a quarterly basis. On a monthly basis, we disseminate a report. It's kind of a one-page dashboard that has the highlights, competitive verbatims, themes and issues that we're hearing. And it's consistently... They're consistently getting hit with this, right? And then from a service line perspective... We have monthly meetings with our specific service lines as well. So there's a consistency to the dissemination of information, which I think is also key. Mm-hmm. If they're used to it coming to them, they're used to looking at it. And then we get it in their mind of, oh, this is coming to us. And it's valuable. So
0: Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's not hit people with all of a sudden in a the meeting, there's some dashboard that I've never seen. And right. Yeah.
1: They want to be familiar with it and they want to know where to go to look for. That's exactly right. That's exactly right.
0: Fantastic. Well, a lot of our conversations today have, have kind of gone in this direction of we're we're talking about an overall strategic issue, but mm-hmm. then it becomes a data storytelling question.
1: Yeah. You have to root everything in data, is my, you know, it however you can have data say what you want it to say, right? Yeah. So it's this overlaying. The data helps you tell the story, the field intelligence, which I call anecdotalytics. Anecdotalytics plays to that, adds the color to it. And then you've got the people, the liaisons who are out there. I mean, these folks, I've got a really well-seasoned team. They're fantastic. I mean, yes, I'm their manager, but man, I'll do anything to support these people. They're that good at what they do because they've built these relationships with people that are built on trust, integrity, credibility, and respect. And... It's almost like they're the bartenders in the world, right? They hear everybody's stories and there's a lot of value in that. So add those three components together and you've got a really good solid story to inform a strategy, inform a growth plan, and just inform everybody what's happening within your competitive landscape. Changes all the time.
0: Mm. Well, these are some really powerful examples that you've shared I've got one kind of wild question (laughs) that I've been thinking about this whole time is that there's so much people are taking notes on their interactions with physicians and things like that. And it makes me wonder, do you see potentially, and you could say no to this, but do you see a potential role for AI in helping to sort out that field intelligence?
1: I, you know, I don't want to say no because I don't know, but I will tell you what I do want to know is what's possible in that realm right? I mean, as we get to this point where we're, we're getting busier and busier, everybody with the new great resignation that's happening right now, more work is getting piled on to everyone. And so I would want to know what's possible. We don't stop looking at what's possible and what's next to help us be efficient and effective, then we're going to flounder. And everything else is changing so quickly. Healthcare comes at a slower pace but we need to keep pace with it. And so my answer is, I don't know, but I do definitely want to know what's possible.
0: Cool, cool. Immediately, it depends on the, the quality of notes and the volume of notes that are mm-hmm. coming in. But let's say that there's a few thousand notes left every year, mm-hmm. and how do we read through that? How do we sort through that? How do we look at trends? There's a field of AI called natural language processing that mm-hmm. would be helpful if you know a smart team puts something together for them. Yeah,
1: This is more than a Wordle, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs>
0: I am so happy to have been able to have this conversation for all the folks that are looking at this YouTube video and they're like super inspired. They're like, I want to learn more. Laurel, Laurel's laurel got the answer for me. Is there a good way for them to reach out to you?
1: Yeah, they can reach out to me via email and it's just laurel.hopkins at org. It's the easiest way to get in touch with me.
0: All right. Well, yeah. I hope that this conversation helps with uh, the physician uh, liaison, physician relations community. I'm really glad that, that you volunteered your email address so so people can talk and get in touch and, and have these conversations. With that, thank you for joining us. Likewise,
1: thank you. All thank right. you very much.
0: Thanks again for tuning into Hello Healthcare. If you like what you heard, we appreciate a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You and your feedback fuel us. This conversation is brought to you by Actium Health. To get the latest on what these healthcare leaders are saying, find us at HelloHealthcare.com and subscribe. Thank you. And when we see you next time, Hello.